featuring at the Lakme Fashion Week, designing Queen Bee's wedding dress for the video, Best Thing I Never Had, and one for Mariah Carey are just few of the many accomplishments of Ashley. Get to know more about the fashion industry in today's episode. My first question to you is that you studied in NID. Why did you choose design over all the other careers? Did you have some inclination right from childhood? So uh, to start from the very beginning, I joined National Institute of Design, which is NID. And that time it, it's, it is in Ahmedabad and Gujarat. And uh, I joined in 1998. So the, I, as, when I was growing up, I kind of uh, was good at academics. So I always thought I'd do science and I'd mm-hmm. you know, go into the... And that time it was like, if you're good at studies, you do medical and you do, uh, you know, otherwise engineering. Engineering. And somewhere I kind of always knew I wanted to do something creative. And my elder sister was doing fashion. So uh, I kind of somewhere was inspired by that, but I knew I wanted to do a little more than fashion and not only fashion. And I, I think when I was in class 12, I told my parents, that I don't want to do science anymore and I want to do something more creative and fun and things like that. And they initially were very scared, but, mm. but then they kind of did a lot of research and helped me, made me meet different people. And I think then once I started reading up on it and I spoke to a few people and I was like, okay, this is the place I really want to go to. And I kind of applied and then I was very lucky that I got through in my first uh, shot itself. Wow, like, that's you know. great. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, also, like at that point, design wasn't a big career option. Mm. And a lot of people were uh, not very, like, you know, people, neighbors used to say, Are you were quite intelligent in school. Why did you take yeah. this? And yeah. So uh, it was initially a little difficult to, you know, but then the same people were coming and asking me, oh, now my daughter wants to nah. do design, how do you know? So yeah. I think now today design is in the mainstream. Yeah, and it is, it is. Most people confuse that design is only fashion or something, but design is like a really big field. So you have like industrial design, which has product, furniture, interiors, ceramic, etc. And then you have like your communication design, which you have uh, animation, video, graphic design, information right. technology, various. So as much as we are going on to new technologies, you need design, you need interface, you need. So there's a lot, and obviously there's this huge world of textiles and apparel. Yes. Yes. I kind of gravitated towards textiles immediately, and then I thought it was the best decision of my life to have you know, done, t- studied textiles at NID. And we had a four-year course and th- th- we learned a lot. And, you know, it's also living in the campus was great fun, mm-hmm. making, meeting people from across India. Oh, tell us a bit about your research on embroidery and textiles. So when I was in NID itself, I'd, uh, we have a project called Craft Documentation and where we have to select a craft and kind of document it. And uh, I was, what had happened was the earthquake happened. And so we had to go somewhere and do some research work. 
and I was fortunate enough that I was introduced to the UNESCO Parzo project, which is based in Delhi. And I came in contact with Dr. Shanaz Kama and her father, General Setna, and I sent them a proposal to uh, study the craft of kasti weaving. Okay. And uh, from there, it kind of went. I went to Nausari, I stayed in Nausari and learned about the craft. And as I was doing that, I was always interested in Parsi Gara also. And okay. uh, I kind of had done little work there in that field. And then they got a big project from the Ministry uh, of Textiles to document and uh, develop Parsi embroidery. And that's when I kind of shifted to Delhi and took on that project. And we, I kind of traveled across India to various cities, meeting Parsi families, traveled across Gujarat, knowing histories, oral traditions, you know, and very Asadis. And I traveled also to Iran and I went to China to kind of uh, trace the roots and kind of put the stories together and meet people who the last kind of generation who was dealing with the trade and things like that. Their parents were dealing, but they were children then and they had actually seen things. So that's, that was very interesting and that's how my research happened. And it, it's a continuous thing to, you learn every day a new link. There's every yes. day some new topic. Or okay. So it's ongoing and we hope that one day we will come out with a huge book or whatever on Parsi Gara. Wow. So My next question would be, how did you start your own label? So I, when I came to NID, uh, when I came to Delhi, I was working with uh, Parza Foundation and then I kind of started my own embroidery unit and I was working with a company in Los Angeles and uh, we were doing embroideries on lace, very heavy, etc. So I kind of somewhere got into the embroidery world. And uh, then I, somewhere one of my friends asked me, okay, can you do a gara for me? Like, you know, so I said, okay, maybe we, I could try. I had the workers, etc. And I kind of did that and it turned out very nice. So we said, okay, let's make some more of things like that. And slowly I realized we, I had the resources to do the embroidery. I had very good craftspeople who I could train and kind of take the craft forward. So that's when I kind of decided that if I would like to do embroidery, uh, it would, uh, and you know, have my own line, it would be inspired by Parsi Gara, but it would be my take on embroidery. So I'm not doing traditional gara saris, I kind of take it to another level, try to make it a little more contemporary. So we do experiments with color, motifs, forms, etc. Okay. So that it makes it a lot more interesting. It's not like copying an old gara. We based in Delhi. We work with around 150 to 200 craftspeople. And uh, we kind of also have a store in Delhi, our flagship store is in Delhi. We do exhibitions across India, abroad. So we do lots of shows in Singapore, Dubai. We've done a few shows in America. So that's how we've kind of grown.
Do you want to start your very own podcast? Then Anchor is the easiest and best app to go about it. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and amazing platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Recently in January we did a big show at Like Me Fashion Week. So we when we were when I was working with this company in LA and we did heavy lace fabrics. Uh, well, well, because they were on Rodeo Drive and some of their famous clients were Beyonce and Mariah Carey. And uh, so we did outfits for Beyonce's video, uh, Mariah Carey's store, etc. So it was, I haven't met them, but we have designed for them. Yeah. What advice would you like to give to anybody aspiring to be a part of the fashion industry? I think uh, if you want to get into the fashion and slash textile uh, industry, right. you need a, the first point is you need to be very clever. Okay, I mean clever in the sense that you need to be creative and at the same time have a certain sense of management. Uh, that uh, most people think it's all about drawing and it's all about, you know, just working with fabric. It's not. You, if you want, have to create a brand, you have to create your own line, you need to have an idea or view of how to market it, how to sell it, how to approach the right kind of customer and where you find this customer. So it, it's a larger system which you need to be aware of. And it's not about uh, basically drawing beautiful dresses and then, you know, making somebody tailor it or something. And you need to have a vision, very clear vision. Like I work with a very specific craft. And for me, that is my brand and that is my, uh, you know, starting point for every collection. Where do you see India, India's fashion in the next, say, 10 to 15 years? I think uh, we, it's a good um, Indian fashion is doing well. It can do better. We have various industries. So there's a large local industry, there is a lot of export which happens out of India. And uh, a lot of people are working in various sectors. The fashion and textile industry gives huge amounts of employment to people across its largest employer in India. And I think uh, more and more we need to support now more than ever our craftspeople. So the idea is to buy local, produce local, and also make it global, you know, and have uh, things. And very often, unfortunately, things coming out of India put in the box of it's very craft. It's okay. craft and it's not 
fashion. So somewhere we need to bridge that gap and kind of make it more relevant, make it more worthwhile. And today a lot of youngsters would very easily go buy a Zara, you know, but they don't have access and they don't have kind of the sense of pride of wearing something all the time about, you know, ethnic or Indian or craft. So somewhere that bridge has to be built where the craft and fashion kind of can meet and it becomes much more uh, relevant to the youth to, and all age groups, you know. So that would be a great thing for Indian fashion in the coming years. Yeah, I would, I would think that uh, we are so blessed in India that we have so many skilled artisans right. and craftspeople yes. in terms of weaving, in terms of printing, dyeing, block printing, amazing level of skill. So it, it would be, the idea would be to work with us. Tell us about Threads of Continuity, craft, your book. Which you are somehow linked maybe where you come from or maybe something you really have admired, but go deep into it, not like frivolously on the surface, you know. So when you do two, three collections, will you be able to achieve something which is different and beyond the obvious? So that's where you need to read also and do your history, research, etc. for craft and fashion. Right. Tell us a bit about your book, Threads of Continuity. So Threads of Continuity came about after a lot of years of research on Kasti weaving and we realized uh, that there, there is knowledge but uh, on Kastis and there are women, very few women now who are working and doing this in uh, Nausari and in and around Nausari. So we kind of realized there was an urgent need to document this craft and document not only the social aspects of it, but social and religious aspects of it, but also the technical aspects of, from the textile point of view. So it's a, a small book, easy to read on the craft. 